Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Jehovah, yes, you are my Prince of Peace, yes, you are my Messiah, yes, you are El Shaddai, hey, you are, yes, you are Elohim, Jehovah Rapha is your name, Jehovah Shama is your name, Tikhenu is your name, oh, you are Lord, only you are Lord. You are Lord, yes you are. I will praise your name, I will praise your name. Let you have the earth and the heavens. Yes, I will praise your name, oh. I will praise your name and lift you above the earth and the heaven. Only you, oh, you are Lord. You are worthy to be praised. In the good time and the bad time, you deserve our praise. Yeah. Oh, you are Lord. You are Lord. Oh, no one else, my Father. No one else, Jehovah. Hey. Yes, you are. Oh, you are Lord. You are Lord. Oh, you are Lord. Oh. Yes, you are. You are crucified, laid behind the stone. Oh, you left, you left to die, hey, rejected and alone like a rose. Oh, trampled on the ground, trampled on the ground. You, you took, took the fall, Lord, you took the fall, and thought you thought of me, yeah. Above all, you were crucified, crucified. Laid behind a stone, you live to die, rejected and alone, like a rose, oh, 
trampled on the ground. How you took the fall, Lord, you took the fall and all of me. Yeah, above you were crucified, crucified, yes, laid behind. Oh, you lay to die, rejected and alone, like a rose, oh, trampled on the ground, trampled on the ground, you took, Lord, you took the fall, you took the fall, taught of me. Oh, like a rose trampled on the ground. You took the fall, you took the fall, and thought of me. The only one who can think of us above all is God himself. The only one who can truly think about us above all, who cares deeply about us, about our state, not just our brief state on this earth, our eternal destiny, who cares about all the days of our lives, who puts a number on the hair on our head, on the number of hairs on our head, Oh, who numbers our days, who carries us on eagle's wings, who preserves us in our going out and our coming in, so that the sun shall not smite us by day, nor the moon by night. He truly thought of you above all. He thought of you above the storm. He thought of us above that accident. He thought of us above that calamity. Oh, like a rose. Oh, Trampled on the ground, you took the fall and thought of me above all. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you so much, O oh God, for truly thinking about us above all. Thank you for your great grace upon our lives, O oh God. Thank you so much, King of Kings. Thank you so much, Lord of Lords, O oh God. Thank you so much, I am that I am, O oh God. I am that I am. Thank you for your goodness, O oh God. Thank you so much, O oh God, that you care deeply about us. You want to transform us. You want to build us up. You want us to be can-do people. You want us to walk in all the anointing that you have for us, O oh God. That's your destiny for us, O oh God. May we not fall short of it, O oh God. May we strive for it, O oh God. As we worship you, grant us your grace, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Like a rose, oh, trampled on the ground. Hey, you took the fall oh, and thought of me above all. Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together to the King of Kings and let's keep clapping our hands to the Lord of Lords. Amen. 
as we welcome God's servant for this house, God's servant for this evening, October 30th, 2018. God's servant to speak his word into our lives, Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Amen. as your own to bless us thank you our sovereign messiah that your blessing overrides all curses there is no curse that has power even to plunge into our lives and take away your blessing for your blessing is stronger than the curse that is in the world in the name of jesus amen we thank the Lord. Wonderful. We are going to start a new series from Bishop's book, How to Neutralize Curses. Amen. And I'm going to be preaching from chapter 20, uh, how you can use the powers of the world to come. But for the Erasmus, you can make the title how you can neutralize curses by the powers of the world to come. Hallelujah. Amen. How you can neutralize curses by the powers of the, of the world to come. It's a bit mouthful, but part of it is a verse. And we want to, we want to be faithful to the test and faithful to the title in the chapter and also to help us remember because every word there is there for a purpose. Wonderful. So, Bishop, in the first part of the book, makes a strong case to prove that there are curses in the world. Amen. Now, people who don't believe in the um, life outside of the natural order they may try to explain a lot of things away that it is because of something happening in the physical realm. That is why certain bad things are happening. Hallelujah. But you'll be surprised to know that it's not only in developing countries like where you and I come from or m most of us come from. It's not only in those countries that people believe that there is such a thing as bad luck or there's such a thing as a curse. Amen. Typically, when you hear people using the word a curse, they are referring to a series of, you could say, unfortunate bad course of events that tends to happen over and over again to someone. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't seem too alive tonight. <laughs> are, we alive? are we awake or we are going home? You don't like the topic. <laughs> We need to neutralize curses. And I'm beginning to make a case that curses are real. You may think they are not real, but they are. Hallelujah. And, and I was explaining that sometimes you see that there seems to be a series of occurrences. And if you live in America, you must have heard about the Kennedys. Amen. Yeah. Now, I am not going to say I subscribe to this myth or notion 
but I have heard it, and I've heard people talk about it, even on television, that there seems to be a curse on the family. Amen. Why do I say that? I say that because they had a series of key significant members of the family died tragic deaths. Amen. And some even trace it all the way back to what they call Camelot, like the, their ancestry back in England. Hallelujah. I don't know whether that is true or not, but I'm saying that when you hear curse and you hear of bad luck and things like that, you might think it's only from developing countries where people have not gone to school and therefore they are trying to find an explanation for outside of this world for something. Amen. Because you know, um, uh, President Kennedy's uh, father, I think he was a he was a very rich and very famous um, uh, person, and he didn't become president, but I, I believe he was the ambassador to England during the time of the Second World War. Amen. And the person who was in power before Churchill became the prime minister in England, I've forgotten his name. Um, it's a name that, you know, if somebody messes you, you recognize right away. Is it Chamber? Chamber Hill or Chamber something? But he was known as the appeaser because he kept on saying, look, Hitler is not a dangerous person. Do you get it? People were advising that this guy, because keep in mind that when Hitler came to power, Germany was broke, the nation was going down, and he revived the economy of the nation. And so he became the hero. And, but then he was gradually amassing his influence and power, and he had not yet revealed his evil side. But there are people with, with some vision who saw that this guy, we should be careful of him. But Chamberlain, the, the name was Chamberlain, Chamberlain, the prime minister before Churchill. So Chamberlain kept visiting Hitler and negotiating and talking uh, peace and talking like, like uh, and when Hitler started making his moves, people felt like this guy has got to be stopped with some, some serious uh, uh, resistance. And Chamberlain, and then but at the time Chamberlain was prime minister, um, Kennedy's father was the U.S. ambassador to England. And obviously, you know, U.S. and England have this relationship. And the U.S. ambassador would represent the government's interests and government's policies and positions. So, so Kennedy's father was also in, uh, in league with Chamberlain in the sense of they did not want to confront, uh, what's his name, Hitler. And so when finally um, Hitler showed his true colors and it became like they miscalculated what they thought of him. It, it meant that Kennedy, I forgot his first name, but he was also one uh, Kennedy. Um, he he kind of lost face politically. If you know what I mean. It means that there was a political miscalculation. So Chamberlain lost the head of statehood of Great Britain, right? Uh, Prime Minister. And the next person to come was Churchill, who was a bulldog, who was a no-nonsense person, and said, this guy, we will take him on. Amen. Like a certain politician, not politician, general in Ghana said, whether the enemy comes by the air, by the land, but under the sea, we shall defend them. He meant we shall attack them. <laughs> Amen. So, and so I think 
around that time, um, what's his name? Uh, Kennedy, I think he was brought back. I mean, he, di he didn't continue to be there. I don't know whether he resigned on his own or, but he came back. He came back from England, no longer the, the, um, the ambassador. Hallelujah. And so, um, people felt that, you know, that was a little bit of loss of political face. But then, later on, his son, who is uh, older Kennedy than the one who became president, went to the war. I'm, I'm trying to tell you how curses are real. And I'm not saying the Kennedy family is cursed. I'm saying that there's a general notion that people are saying that, that, that the notion of a certain supernatural element in the world that seems to affect things on earth and that seems to influence things is real. Hallelujah. And you can choose whichever one you know you, you, you want to place your faith in. But in order, we are talking about how to neutralize curses, but if we don't believe there is a curse, there's nothing to neutralize. So allow me to do my long introduction. I may not get into my points today, but I am doing the introduction so that we all see that even right here in this America, because where I come from, where I originally come from, the idea of curses and things like that, it's like, look, even handshakes, you can go to a place, you are shaking a hand and they won't shake you. Or they will shake hands with their fingertips because they don't want to go too deep because there's something about you that may be bad luck. Amen. 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 And so, and so um, Kennedy's older brother or uh, the older son of the, the um, former ambassador Kennedy, he, he, he allowed him to go to the war. And people felt that he was, some people felt that, I learned all this through either History Channel or some of these places. So, so some people felt that, some people felt that um, he was doing that to assure the whole nation that it's not that, okay, we, those of us, we are rich and therefore we don't want to, we don't want to partake in what is going on. And then others felt he did that to save face, right? Because people blame him as he didn't advise church, uh, Chamberlain properly and he, and he he's partly to blame why Hitler is doing what he's doing. So, I don't know, I'm just telling you what I've heard, okay? So, his son went to the war and died. Amen. Un unfortunate event. So, that, that is the first, the first, um, what do you call it? Unfortunate thing that happened. So, let's say unfortunate thing. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, one of the, the, the Kennedys had a sister, okay? And I forget the condition that the sister had, a, a medical condition. And, and, and then, and then they, 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 somebody, but keep in mind that medical science has advanced significantly, okay? But back, did you know that way, sometime in the past, people felt that to cure somebody, you take all their blood out of them? But this is many, many years ago. During the days of this Kennedy sister, that wasn't the case, but a prescription was given about how they should do something on her brain. Lobotomy or something like that, which with hindsight, perhaps was not the solution. But that thing that they did to her, she didn't come out right. She came out almost like, you know, yes. And so, and so that was the other <laughs> unfortunate thing that happened to the Kennedys. And you know how they covered this up very, very well. Uh, you know, I don't even know how it was reported, but most people didn't know, didn't know about this. Because here's a, 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 a family which has 
lot of honor and rich and fame and influence. But all these bad things are happening. Do you get it? All right. So many people felt that Kennedy, um, Jack Kennedy wouldn't participate in the war, but he also went to the Second World War. I think he was a fighter, something, in the, in the war. Hallelujah. And so he went to the war. Eventually, he came out, you know, he ran for Congress, eventually became president. Nice. So it looks like the story is what? Turning for the good. Are you following what I'm saying? The story appears to be turning for the good. Kennedy did a lot of things. I mean, he was what, the one person that inspired the nation. Okay? Inspired the nation. Um, you know, he's the one that said, look, we have to go to the moon. Because the, the, the Russians were the first to go to space. But we ha they, they didn't land. We have to land. Amen. And when he came, we gave that mission, they eventually landed. And so, people love Kennedy. And you, you know, but unfortunately, he was assassinated. So that's another unfortunate something that has happened to the family. But if you know the, the Kennedy campaign, the Kennedy and Nixon campaign, it is the first presidential debate that was televised. And if you watch it, you can see a charismatic, young-looking man, very um, articulate, and then a man who appears tired and sweating a lot in Nixon. Do you get it? And the other thing was that Nixon kept on, kept on in the in the course of the debate, kept on saying, uh, "I agree, I agree with your point. I think I'll, uh, what you are saying is true." So, so already in the debate, he he, he was he seemed to be making it seem like Kennedy was always right, and and then he, he Kennedy looked more presidential. Some people also think that if it was not for television, uh, Nixon would have won because he was the more experienced one, and then secondly. A lot of people had a problem with Kennedy being Roman Catholic because they felt that Roman Catholic would listen to his instruction from the Pope and the Pope would end up ruling America through him. Okay. So there was a lot of odds against him, including, inclu wait, when are, are we going to read the verse? We will, don't worry. <laughs> we are in church, we are learning. Amen. Yeah. So um, what, what was I saying, by the way? I lost my trail of thought. The catalyst, Kennedy, the campaign. Okay. So I'm trying to tell you how, you see, sometimes something seems to be going so well. You will never think anything bad can happen. I'm emphasizing this for you to see that there's a real power somewhere controlling things. That you need to align yourself with the right one. And the right one is the, line, the, the, the power of Christ. But you see, the elegance, the, the, the beauty, the, 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 all the attractions of this world is, is great. Go for it. Do your best to get them. But that's not all that there is. Because I, I, was, I was not born during the Canadian, but, but reading and hearing about him, you know, it, it's, it's, like, it's like someone who came to inspire the nation. But I'm not talking about how even he even came to office. The odds were against him, right? And then his brother, his younger brother, Bobby Kennedy, was his, uh, either his campaign chairman or one of his main advisors, hallelujah, during the campaign. And during that time, the, the um, government in power, I don't know, I forgot who was in power, but um, th those were the days of Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King. And something happened and Dr. King was put in jail. He was arrested. Amen. Did you know that 
Nixon was the one who the Democrats loved. The Democrats, you see, it has not always been Democrat support. Uh, I mean, I say, I mean, it has, uh, I mean, he, Nixon was the one that the blacks, African Americans loved. And it has not always been that African Americans support, love Democrats. No, no, no. Keep in mind that Lincoln was a Republican who emancipated the blacks. So the general support was for Nixon. Hallelujah. And then Dr. King was imprisoned. Well, I mean, was, was arrested for one of those campaigns. And so in the process, people were advising Nixon that the political wise thing to do, A, as they are thinking of releasing him or not releasing him or whatever, at least call his wife. Do you get it? Call his wife as a gesture of concern that you are not against Africa. Because keep in mind, Dr. King was like the champion of the African-Americans. And politically, he, there was also a great concern that if he calls him, he's, like he's in support of all this. People, people thought Dr. King was a troublemaker. And in terms of votes, blacks versus whites, the whites are a lot. So if you do something that you would, you would, you would rather make the, 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 the white people go against you. So, and you see now, it may seem obvious that it's something to do, but back then. So, next thing was daily dialing, daily dialing. And then Kennedy, who didn't have so much support among the blacks? His brother, Bobby Kennedy, who is a, an, a, an astute uh, political schemer. Amen. He said, you know, my brother, you got to call the woman. Take advantage. Do it now. And they showed pictures of how Kennedy was sweating this whole decision. Because, <laughs> because he, he's, he's also white. Everybody. But then his brother swayed him. He called. The woman showed his empathy. You know, I mean, obviously, if you ask another group, they will tell the story differently. You get it. I'm telling you what I heard. And I'm bringing this to show you also how not only was JFK a great person, but he, his younger brother, who was his advisor, by the political smartness to know what to do, the vision and the foresight, and that call he made to Dr. King's wife, the blacks endeared. If it wasn't for the blacks, Kennedy couldn't have won. The count of the percentage of the blacks that voted for him swayed that thing. Apart from his television appearance and the sweating nursing, all the factors come together. But in the process, the person who actually helped him in this decision was Bobby Kennedy. Okay? And then, of course, fast forward, um, Jack Kennedy was assassinated. Amen. The nation in mourning. The nation recovered. Lyndon Johnson became, you know, took over, the vice president took over. But then when the term was over, Johnson decided not to run, right? And, and Bobby Kennedy, it was obvious that he is the next president. I mean, the guy had the ability to speak and seemed to have a good grip of things. And the way he was able to handle, even after his brother had died and helped the nation come together, it was clear that that guy was going to be the next. And so you can see from after the loss of the brother in the war, and after the father coming from London back to U.S. and appeared that he has lost face, now that it seems to be a, a, a nice quadratic curve going, like came down and now they are going up. Do you get it? Now, Jack Kennedy is dead, but you have Bobby Kennedy. Unfortunately, Bobby Kennedy was also assassinated. Oh. Yes, he was also assassinated. He didn't, he didn't become president. He was during the campaign. I forgot where they assassinated him. 
Was it Chicago or California? I forgot him. But Kennedy was assassinated. That's the sad story of the Kennedys. That's the sad story. Amen. I'm telling you the reality of curses. I haven't read the verse, but we are learning. Amen. Are you there? So, me personally, I mean, when you look at it, it's such a sad story that one family, why? You see, when Bobby Kennedy, uh, when uh, Jack Kennedy died, his children were very little. Okay? Daughter Carolyn and the son, JFK Jr. They were very little. And people always say how they were brave and how in the, by the father's casket, if you look at the pictures, you know, the little boy was saluting like that. And everybody started tipping that this boy will one day become president because the thing is that people believe that, some people believe that the Kennedys are the American royal family. Do you get it? Okay, except that Jack Kennedy didn't become president, Bobby Kennedy, I mean, Jack Kennedy became president and died, Bobby Kennedy didn't become president. Now, okay, he's died. Now, people, people's eyes are now on JFK Jr., okay? JFK Jr. grew up. He too was talented, charismatic. People loved him. And people who grew up in that era, you know, from the baby boomers, everybody remembered his father and how his father died and how as a little boy he had even the, the strength to salute when the coffin was passing. Do you get it? And he had all the things going for him. He started, uh, he was in New York. He started um, a, a little political magazine. I forget the, type, the name. And he was doing very well. Um, he went to a good school. He was, he was, he was, he was, uh, all indications was that if he ran for the Democratic, uh, the, um, pres- he, he would by all means win. Uh, I mean, Jack, JFK Jr. also died. Oh. Were, were you not here? Yeah, we were all here when he died. Yeah, he died in a plane crash. I said, what is happening? What is happening? What's going on here? Amen. He died in a plane crash. Yeah, I mean, um, somewhere in, uh, in the middle, I mean, uh, Junior died. Hallelujah. The only one who w- w- continued in politics for a long time was Ted Kennedy, who was in the Senate for a long time. He even ran for president, d- d- I mean, did not win, but stayed in the Senate for a long time, became a good friend of the Obamas. And um, actually, I don't know whether he died before Obamacare was passed, but... Right. So during the campaign, yeah. But but see so so look at the history, okay? That I, I, I mentioned that I mentioned that to show that you know people, somebody w- I want to be Jackie Jackie uh, uh, Kennedy. You don't you don't know what Jackie Kennedy had to deal with. Jackie Kennedy is like a princess in in England, you know. Jackie Kennedy is uh, um um what do you call it, uh, a JFK's wife. But I'm saying that the elegance that the world invites us to, let not, let not that fool you. Because even a, a rich and famous family like that had to deal with tragedy. And, and it's not just once. Over and over and over and over. Even even um, not too long ago, something happened to one of the family members. Something unfortunate. I forget. It was like a, another... Um, who died of a heart attack? Ah, when was that? 2011. Look at that. Amen. So let's look at Genesis chapter 3, where it all began. <laughs> Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, and let's start from verse 8. So, so I'm talking, Rasma, uh, uh, what did I say the title was? How to neutralize curses by what? 
No, no, no. How to neutralize curses by the powers of the world to come. So, 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 so far, does anybody understand what curses are? Okay. <laughs> if, if, if you don't understand after the analogy I give you about the Kennedy, see me after church. Like one thing after another. But we are learning that you can neutralize curses. Okay. But now we are going back in order for if you see a doctor and you have a condition, they do an assessment, they interview you, they look at history, they look at different things, they try to go to where the root cause. Amen. They try to find out, like sometimes you are complaining about headache, then they ask you, when, when did this start? I mean, did you do anything in particular? Is there a particular thing you did around this time? But they are trying to tie the situation to something that happened. Hallelujah. Amen. They are going to the root cause. So here is the root cause of curses. And they heard the sound of the Lord God. No, not the sound of the Lord God is the root cause, but we are going to hear about it soon. <laughs> in the garden, in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Children hiding themselves mean they've done something bad. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? When whenever God asks a question, it's not for information. <laughs> he already knows the answer. It's just he wants relationship. He wants a reason to talk. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? You are not supposed to know you are naked. You're not supposed to be self-conscious. You're supposed to be God-conscious. They were created in God-consciousness. When Adam woke up, you see, the whole mystery of it is that Adam, the creation of Eve, okay, is almost like it's almost like a prophecy of the death of Christ. Did you know that? Because in order for, for, for Adam to get a wife, he had to die. He was, he, he, was, he was made comatose. He was made like dead. And out of his side came Eve. So also Christ had to die. So out of Christ, out of the blood and the thing from his side, comes the, wife, the bride of Christ, which is the church. Okay. Now, look at it. And then, and, then, and, then, and then when Adam came out of that state of what God put him in, you know, that to, actually before even Eve came, the Bible said he was made from clay, was it not? And then the Bible said God breathed into him. And then, and then he became a living soul. And so when Adam's eyes popped open, who does he see first? He sees his father. He sees God. The first person Adam saw when Adam woke up of that sleep, he saw the Lord God. And then he picked him up. He said, I am your father, and I'm going to teach you about this world. Adam didn't know anything about sin. He didn't know anything about, about him. So actually, he didn't see himself. He saw God. The first person he saw was God. And so his consciousness was God consciousness. The thing that sin brought, the first thing is that it took us away from us, God consciousness. And we became so much self-aware. And we became so much self-centered. Selfishness and self-centeredness and self-preservation were the first signs of the fall. Fear was another one. You see fear happening here. He said, we heard what? Go back to verse 10. All right? I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. So fear was another sign that something bad has happened. Because I, I was naked and I hid myself. All right? 11. How did you know you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of, of which I commanded you that you should not eat? 
Then the man said, the woman whom you gave to me, be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? That question is loaded. What the woman has done was not merely that he has made Adam sin or he has made Adam eat the fruit. What the woman has done was that he has brought something into the world. He has brought all the wars, all the sicknesses, all the murders, by being used as a channel. What is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Hallelujah. The serpent deceived me and I ate. Alright? So the Lord God turned, said to the serpent, see, the serpent was not even giving a chance to explain anything. <laughs> the woman and the man got a hearing, a court hearing. You see, if you are in this country, all are certain countries where if they arrest you, I went to a place, Brother Ben, I went to a place, and I didn't live at that place, but I traveled there. And um, as I was going to get my bus, this is in a country in West Africa, which name begin with one of the letters in the alphabet. <laughs> I was going to get my bus, I saw people shouting, thief, 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 thief. And a person has been ar arrested that they said they caught him red-handed. And he was being beaten. And then I was with my mom. My mom turned my, I was young. My mom turned my head this way like, you don't need to see this type of violence. So she covered my eyes. Let's take her bus and go. In certain places, you, uh, 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 an offender doesn't get a hearing. <laughs> but in this country, even if you are, uh, uh, what do you call, whatever the crimes you are supposed to have done, you, ha you are declared what? A suspect. And then they say you are innocent until what? Yesterday, Yesterday, two lawyers of the of the alleged um, no, not the business shooter, the um, the bomber, the one who is who is alleged. That's how you say it. Alleged to have mailed bombs. The lawyers were being interviewed. You see, average people like us, we already conclude that he did it. <laughs> the lawyers were saying there is no evidence at this point to come to that conclusion. <laughs> he ha he will get his hearing. And the whole hearing will go through a process. And then he said that the lawyer, one of the lawyers said that as far as I'm concerned, he's, we are in, in America, and he's innocent until proven guilty. So, we, so Adam and Eve, God gave them a hearing. Okay, the, the explanation and the reason you are giving may not be taken, but at least we will let you talk. Do you get it? But the one who didn't get a hearing, who, whose judgment was instant, he says that you, you are what? Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle. That is more than all uh, creeping creatures. And more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Okay? Okay, now let's go back to verse 15. Or uh, 14, rather. I just want to make a comment. Not only did he not get a hearing, but then the question that arises in terms, in terms of, in terms of, okay, on your belly you shall go, and you shall, you shall what? Eat that all the days of your life. Okay, go to verse 15. Which verse does it say you, were you are cursed? Is it 14? Okay, go back to 14. 
because of that means you are cursed. So now, 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 you see, this is the first time the word curse appeared in the Bible. When you are studying the Bible, there is something called the law of first mention. Okay? When something appears the first time, it kind of sets the tone and defines how that word is going to be used there in the rest of scripture. Hallelujah. And so, you are cursed more than all cattle. But the thing, as I was thinking about it, you see, we all know that the serpent did. And we all know the serpent was who? The devil. But, but, but think about it. Who is the serpent being compared with? You say you are cursed more than all, all what? Cattle or every beast of the field. So, so if you think about it carefully, the serpent that tempted Eve was what? In terms of biological uh, uh, groupings. I mean, or, 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 or species. What, 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 what type of thing was the serpent? It was an animal of some sort. Amen. So we all think of it that it's the devil, but was it not a, a, a serpent? So then, so then, the question that arises is, okay, we know the devil, he has a bad name. My mom always says that the devil, because he's a bad person, every bad thing is blamed on him. Now, now, there is something that is not said in the passage, but it is implied, okay? We all know, because in the book of Revelation, it's called the serpent that has been around from the beginning of the world, right? But the fact that it is being compared with all other cattle and beasts, it means that there was a time that it was just an ordinary animal, right? It, 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 it was with the other animals, and then the serpent probably was used by the devil. Are, are, we, getting, are we hearing something here? It, it appeared that the de- serpent was used, allowed itself to be used by the devil. The devil entered the serpent. Amen. Yeah, because it seems like, look at it, the last part. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat the dust of the days of your life. If this was a judgment, if this was a judgment, then what can you say was the state of the serpent before the, this pronouncement was made? It was walking upright. It was not crawling on the belly. If it was already crawling on the belly, then how can you say it's a judgment? How can you say, I mean, uh, it's a punishment? It must not have been crawling on the belly. So the serpent perhaps was a, a, perhaps a more beautiful creature and, and, and was definitely not crawling on the belly. And so it was an animal that was used by the devil. And after the, 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 the temptation of man, the Lord said, look, you are going to remain on the ground. Hallelujah. And then also you're going to eat what? The dust. So what do you think the serpent was eating before? It probably was eating normal food. Hallelujah. Goat meat. <laughs> so I want you to I want you to think about this. If the serpent, think about it, there's a mystery there. If the serpent was just an animal, but somehow because of association with the wrong entity, it's now having to reap the benefits of that entity which has already been driven out of heaven, driven out of the presence of God, and is now looking for associates. The devils, the devils being cast out of heaven, cast out of the glory of God, cast out of the presence of God. His main mission is to look for other people to bear. Did they have a saying that misery, what? Love's company. So that's the devil's whole mission in life. To curse on his life, he wants to duplicate it and transfer it to people. And so the first victim of this fallen creature, the, the Lucifer, is the serpent. Amen. 
And now, after the serpent, next, next verse. Okay, so they are still addressing, the Lord is still addressing the serpent. I will put enmity between you and the woman. So this is a whole series, but we won't go into it. And will, uh, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Okay? And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your, and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. All right? So far we have not heard the Lord has cursed the woman, has he? The serpent was what? Cursed. No curse on the woman, isn't it? Okay. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is what? The ground for your sake. The woman was not told that. Keep in mind that. The woman was not told the curse is the ground. The ground is cursed for your sake. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. But both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. Hallelujah. Now, prior to this, where was Adam and Eve living? They were living in the Garden of Eden. Now, there's a, there's a debate about where the Garden of Eden was or is. We do know after the fall, God drove them out of the Garden of Eden. And when he drove them out of the kind of Eden, where did they go? The rest of the world, the rest of the earth. And so the description that God is giving, go back to 17, about what is going to happen to Adam. Is that description about what is going to happen to Eden? Because the whole point of driving them out of Eden was that Eden was good. And now you aren't going to enjoy Eden again, Jack Toronto. Go out outside of this nice place. And in case you want to sneak back in, the scripture says the Lord put a cherubim with a sword to guard the entrance of Eden. So Eden was probably on earth, but it was probably a type of heaven on earth. A type of uh, 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 atmosphere of heaven on earth such that it is, like, it is like Goshen in Egypt, where the rest of Egyptians are suffering famine, but Goshen is doing well. Amen. In order for you to understand the redemption that Christ brought, you must understand what Adam and Eve lost. Because if you don't understand what Adam and, what Adam and Eve lost, you will not appreciate your salvation. You will not appreciate your redemption. When they were driven out of the garden, they came into the earth. And now, before the fall, what do you think the earth would have been? If the fall had not happened, what do you think the earth would have been? Because, to look at it, curse is the ground for your sake. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Now, 18. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. So, now think about it. If this is a judgment being pronounced, then do you think if it wasn't for the fall, the earth would have brought thorns and thistles? The earth probably was supposed to become like where? Paradise. Paradise, like Eden. Adam and Eve's commission and mandate was supposed to take what is in Eden and duplicate it and spread it around the world. The earth was supposed to be gradually become like Eden. But now, because of the fall, God said that it must have been very painful. As Adam and Eve are standing there and the Lord is telling him, Adam turns to look at his wife. 
this is not fair. I mean, I'm not the one who first said She gave it to me, but now, okay, now that the earth is going to be cursed, we all understand the earth is going to be cursed, but that's, those three words, go back to 17, those three words, cursed is the ground for your sake. For your sake. So now think about it. Think about the serpent who was cursed because of association with who? The devil. So now, who is being cursed here? The ground. What has the ground done? Think about it. What has the ground done? Because the ground is the place that was given to Adam. It is Adam's domain. And Adam's, what Adam does affects the ground. And so once again, you see how curses are associated with who you are associated with. The serpent was cursed because of his rapport and interaction with Lucifer and allowing Lucifer. And so now the ground, without complaining, without anything, the ground is now cursed because of Adam. And then, if it's only the ground that is cursed, Adam could say, I don't care. Right? But now, that ground that has been cursed is what you are going to do what? Till. And when you plant, you are going to struggle in order to gather from it. So don't think that the ground is cursed and you're going to just walk. No, 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 no. There is going to be an effect on you. And Mr. Adam, don't turn to look at your wife. I put you in charge. You are my main man. And you have messed up big time. And so now, because of you, what you did, all generations coming after you are under the curse. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Is it 915? Put your hands together onto the Lord. We shall continue next week. <laughs> let's rise up and let's pray. I feel bad. I couldn't get to. I described the bad, the bad, the bad. I couldn't go, start get, getting into the antidote, the, the, the thing that fights the curse. But I said, thank God for Jesus Christ. That itself is a prelude to what Christ did for you and I. Pray to the Lord and take out a good offering. Father, in the name of Jesus. We appreciate the power of your redemption. Thank you that whatever Adam did was not the last. Adam and Eve and what they did was not the last statement. You have the last say. We commit our offerings to you. May you bless it. May you multiply it. May you bring it forth, O God, that we shall become a people of light, walking in the power of your blessing, which has neutralized the curse in the name of Jesus. Amen.